1: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
2: Larry Bluestein, Danny G, taking you right up until 10 o'clock this evening. Glad you could be with us on this holiday week. Uh, One of the games that uh, will kind of be a post-Thanksgiving contest. It uh, seemed like it uh, has been like that forever, I do believe this may be the last one for a while, but the uh, war on I-4, UCF, South Florida, this uh, Saturday evening at 7 o'clock at Raymond James Stadium. Uh, somebody I know will be right there, front and center, from the Orlando Sentinel, Jason Beattie. He's kind enough to join us. Jason, thanks so much for taking the time. Happy Thanksgiving week to you.
3: Yes, happy Thanksgiving to you as well. It's interesting. This UCF-USF game is typically played on Black Friday, uh, five or so years have been but they moved it to Saturday uh, but it's still going to be a great matchup in Tampa
2: is this the last one for the immediate future it is and that's
3: mainly because of um, USF's non-conference schedule uh, is full for four or five maybe even six years and with UCF moving to the Big 12 conference obviously they're not going to be in the same conference as USF anymore because the Bulls will still be in the American, uh, and because of that, UCF has a couple non-conference openings, but USF doesn't until like twenty twenty-seven. So uh, the rivalry will go on break. I mean, USF could buy out a game and shift things around, but right. uh, that that costs some money and can be complicated. And of course, there could be some additional conference realignment. I mean, USF if they get things to going, you know, being in a recruiting hotbed similar to. Uh, UCF, you know, in Tampa and Orlando, uh, you know very well when USF is good, they can be a talented squad. But right now, as it stands, these two teams won't meet for at least five years.
2: Jason, you know, you, you take a look at last week's game. I mean, kind of blindsided by Naval Academy. Everybody thought, you know what, this is a, a no-brainer. Win, you know, go to 9-2 and two and, uh, uh, you know, uh, move on from there. But uh, they got caught napping. I know it's not looking ahead to a one in ten USF team, but what happened? (laughs) Uh, Because it seemed like you know that they had everything rolling, you know, big wins uh, this year, Cincinnati, and then and obviously contests that you know they've had problems with in the past. But what happened last week?
3: Yeah, it's it's a real head scratcher for sure. I mean, uh, you you mentioned that the top 25 wins over Cincinnati and Tulane. And, and, you know, I don't think they were necessarily looking ahead to USF per se, but uh, maybe they were a little subconsciously thinking, okay, if we beat Navy, we beat USF, we're going to host the title game in the the AAC. And maybe there was a little bit of that going on. The game kicked off at 11 a.m., so it was a weird kickoff time. And, look, let's give credit to Navy for this win. I mean, they really – Won that game. They played it exactly how they needed to to win the game, controlling the time of possession early, putting enough points up, and relying on their defense. And the, you know they really got to both John Rice, Plumlee, and Mikey Keene. They go five sacks, mm-hmm. four of them by John Marshall, and. Uh, that triple option offense, as you know, you know, we see it run with head school and some of the high schools in South Florida run it. Uh, it, it's hard to stop. And especially when you have a team like Navy that's been running it for 15 years, they're going to run it perfectly. So if you're not going to adjust or, uh, be ready, they're going to catch you off guard for sure.
2: Yeah, no doubt. Jason Beattie joining us, Orlando Sandal. So where do they go now? I mean, if they finish in a, you know, they're going to finish most likely nine and three, um, is, do they have any chance of being in the conference title, or do they have to have some help?
3: They actually do have a really good chance of making the conference title, and that has a large, a big reason is because of tonight's college football playoff rankings. Uh, UCF actually remain ranked. They only fell from 20 to 22, which says a lot about, you know, their whole body of work and what they've done this season. Um, and, and because they stayed ranked, Tulane and Cincinnati – Uh, are are playing Friday at noon on ABC. The winner of that game is going to host the title game. If UCF beats USF on Saturday, they'll travel to the winner of Tulane Cincinnati in the conference title. Now, if UCF loses to USF, they're out of it. But uh, the way the rankings worked and some of the tiebreakers in the American – uh it actually kept ucf in because they were ranked by the committee i mean there were a couple different scenarios uh you know in tulsa they had to beat houston and and whatnot and there were some computer ratings as well but because they remain ranked by the college football playoff committee there's a path where all ucf needs to do is win on saturday
2: ironic that they (laughs) they beat both of those teams uh tulane and uh cincinnati Uh, and they would have to go there Um, You know, I saw the rankings that that did come out, obviously. Uh, You know, I mean, it's just what it is. But then you have, obviously, Georgia, you know, up top. But you still have Ohio State, Michigan to play this week. So, I mean, a lot of things can jumble around. You have USC playing Notre Dame. You have a couple of uh, teams. And obviously, all eyes are on programs like TCU for UCF because it's a future uh, conference opponent. Um, what's the talk around uh, campus about, you know, going in into the Big 12 and not just for football, but a competitive baseball programs, uh, you know, obviously in women's softball with Oklahoma, but they're going to be leaving in a few years. But talk about that, because I think there got to be a little bit of a buzz going into a power five conference in basically all sports.
3: Yeah, absolutely. I think anytime you see conference realignment and the and the teams change, you're playing new opponents, which, you know, UCF has been in the American for almost 10 years now. So, yes, yeah, Cincinnati and Houston are coming with them, but they're going to be playing, you know, week in, week out programs like Texas Tech. And you mentioned Texas and Oklahoma are leaving eventually, but they they're going to. Be playing them for a couple of years, and West Virginia and BYU is a new member as well. So there's just a lot of interesting programs and and true college towns where you know you look at the American they have large cities Tampa, Orlando, Memphis, Philadelphia. You know you're going to be going to Lubbock, Texas, and Manhattan, Kansas, and some of these you know true college towns where there's nothing else to do so i think that's exciting and then you mentioned some of the other sports the big 12 men's basketball yeah. conferences is the best in the is the best in the country there's no sure. denying that they've won the last two national titles and that's going to be a you know a wake up call for the program and i think also for all sports you know we talk about football recruiting here a lot but for all sports it it's going to it's going to bring in a higher caliber uh, athlete, even though power five is mainly a football term, it, it has an impact. I mean, it really does for all sports.
2: Jason, does that uh, does that expand the 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 recruiting uh, to the Midwest? I mean, because it's go I'm sure it's going to be vice versa for Kansas and all those schools as well, where they're going to start coming to Florida. Does that has as anybody mentioned that, you know, we're going to be able to maybe go into those areas of Texas and you know, into Kansas and into programs like that to to recruit uh, players as well? Because UCF, as you said, maybe two, three times a year will be in that vicinity, so they might as well tap into, you know, some of the athletes.
3: Yeah, I think, you know, I think uh, if you're Kansas or Kansas State, it it probably becomes a bit more normal to go recruit Florida. Uh, That's going to be a tough sell for some of these Florida kids to go (laughs) to the Midwest like that, but I think – you know UCF has recruited Texas some over the years you talk about senior Ryan O'Keefe he's he's from Texas and they have some other guys but i do think um you know Herb Hand used to work at the University of Texas he's the UCF's offensive line coach um you know i'm i'm sure they'll go into Texas a bit more in some areas in the Midwest as well and um you know, come, hey, come play football for a sunny UCF in, in Orlando. And I do think it has more of an impact actually in the state because, you know, you talk about the big three or UCF wants to call it the big four with Florida, Florida State, and Miami. You have like maybe a a quarter of kids that. You know, maybe won't get recruited by those three schools, but will go to a Kansas or a Rutgers or a Nebraska right. to play Power Five football. And I don't blame the kids. I mean, uh, you want to play Power Five, you go to a Vanderbilt. You know, really, right? But it's still Power Five <laughs> football. For UCF, being in the Big Twelve now, you don't have to leave the state. So there's going to be a portion of kids that are going to consider UCF that probably would have never considered them before. And we've, we've talked about this before kids like John Walker out of Osceola and, and Caden call out of Pop, some of these talented kids that maybe would have gone elsewhere if UCF didn't have that big 12 tag coming.
2: Yeah, no doubt. Uh, before we leave, let you go, Jason, I mean, Thursday, obviously is Thanksgiving. Um, what's your go-to something that's got to be on that table every year. What, what's that go to food? It's, one thing that, you know, you say, whoever you're with, whether it's your family, you say, listen, we've got to have what? We, we've got to have
3: some good turkey stuffing. And I like it with the challah bread. Uh, I think mm-hmm. that makes it a little bit different. Uh, that's a family tradition of mine. My grandma used to make and uh, just some good stuffing. And I think stuffing is maybe a little underrated and, and whatnot. But when you have it with challah bread, fresh challah bread, and you toast it and you make it yourself. I think good stuffing goes a long way with good turkey.
2: Mm, sounds delicious Jason thanks so much (laughs) have a great safe holiday good luck this week and uh, we'll talk to you soon
3: thanks so much blue happy Thanksgiving Mm,
2: you too Jason Beattie the Orlando Sentinel uh, he's with us throughout the entire year and now it's going to get more exciting uh with UCF moving into the big 12 uh next year as well so obviously it's going to get a lot more exciting they uh Yeah, they got caught sleeping last week, and I watched a lot of the game against Naval Academy, and if you're not ready, uh, you know, the midshipmen could do something uh, like they did last week and kind of derail them. But as he said, they're still alive, a win over USF this week, and they're in the uh, conference playoffs, but how ironic it is where they beat Cincinnati and they beat Tulane, but they'll have to go to the winner of that game. Hey, listen, that's the way it is.